Welcome to the Pole Art Vault's podcast show. I'm Chloe, your host of the show and the founder of the Pole Art Vault. This is your podcast where we talk about pole art, pole dance, personal development, and improving your mindset. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode along with other free tips and Q&As on our website at poleartvault.com or on our Pole Art Vault YouTube channel. Okay. Has this been recording the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Just us. Okay. Guns. Welcome to our guns show. I can't see them, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> We're doing great. Oh, God. All right. Welcome to my coffee. So... Welcome to our TED Talk. <laughs> Welcome to our TED Talk. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, for our very first special guest of the very first episode of the podcast, we have here Miss Cheyenne. She is the owner of Just Pole Fitness in Smithfield. She is also the owner of Lux Styling, co-owner of Cheyenne X Tatiana Polewear Range under Tatiana Active. She is a cat lover, mental health advocate, and also a snack queen, and of course, a pole instructor as well. Please welcome Cheyenne! How exciting! I know, what a long intro. Yeah, literally. Do I have a life? Absolutely not. But I love what I do, so it's fine. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way. Super exciting. It's like a first episode as well. I know. So good to I have you. Why. Yeah. So <laughs> We're gonna do great, sweetie. Yeah, literally. So tell me quickly just briefly about yourself so like you're obviously you love your cats you're a pole instructor Mm. you also have two businesses which is like really exciting i think more to come as well yes there is i am working on another location for my studio um and yeah there's not much else that i do i'm a very very busy person when it comes to work but i think for me it's more so just setting myself up now so that in the future I don't need to work as hard. But I'm lucky that my businesses don't really feel like work. Like I get to teach amazing people pole. I run a studio that Mm. is a second home for people. Um, I get to dress people and make them feel like boss babes and then creating my own pole wear range with tech. Mm. It just goes hand in hand. So I think with the businesses, they all kind of cross over. So other than that, besides being at home with my cat, <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> I'm not a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Only three. Only three. Yeah, just three. Um, but that's it. It's just a lot of a lot of work for yeah. now. Right. I love that. Of, yeah. So it's kind of like all your work is pretty much just around your passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, it's not work really. Like it is, but it isn't, you know. It's yeah. not like I'm having to wake up early and go into a job every day. It's Every day it's going to be something different between mm. the different businesses and working across them all and just meeting new people across those businesses mm. and just like you. Hi, friends. Yeah. <laughs> you just uh, get to collab with so many different people. So it's never really work. It's meeting a lot of in- interesting people and 
and it's you know just fun every day some yeah. stressful days but most of all it's fun for sure mm. i love that because like i feel like a lot of the pole dancers come from like such diverse backgrounds yeah, absolutely so like just tell me briefly like what were you doing just before you started like pole like what you, your occupation oh, was. What was i doing it seems so long ago but it actually wasn't so i purchased just pole fitness off the previous owner and grew it into what it is today only two years ago now so my two year wow. anniversary is 14th of december oh my god that's yeah, so it's close coming up, i know i'm wow. so excited um so before that i was a social content manager for insurance australia group so I had a social media background, we worked on different campaigns, we did heaps of different things, but and that's kind of crossed over into what I do now. Um, you obviously need to have a good social media presence across your platforms yeah. um, for it to do well because everyone's social these days. Yeah, very. <laughs> but yeah, before that I was teaching pole only. Uh, I also used to run Just Pole as the manager as well before I purchased it and took over and then working full time as a social content manager. So that's pretty much it. Always busy. And then mm. now busier with many different businesses. Yeah, so, would be. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Gosh. Yeah. So like, what were you doing before that occupation? Like what, like, what was your upbringing like? Oh, the upbringing. <laughs> I mean, getting, <laughs> getting, getting deep. deep. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. We're getting so deep. I'm actually from Queensland. We moved here when I was 14 years old because my grandfather was ill. Uh, we needed to look after him. And then, um, yeah, I've been here ever since. My family has moved back to Queensland. Uh, I'm not as close with them besides my sister. We're quite close, but it was a very... Um, difficult upbringing I would say I haven't had your traditional family upbringing I left home at 16 was homeless for a while um, I had to leave school early and then I got a job and I'd worked at Insurance Australia Group from 17 years old onwards selling insurance behind the counter before I got you know my other roles and yeah left school got my job then was no longer sleeping on couches between houses uh, and then, yeah, that's, <laughs> now I'm here. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a big story. But yeah, I'm not very close with my family. It was just a very difficult upbringing, quite abusive, unfortunately. But I think it has helped shape me into, you know, what I am today and who I am and what my values and beliefs are. But yeah, it's a very... <laughs> um. <laughs> what else do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I think we did speak about this briefly mm. before mm. and like, I feel like I kind of want to get to know maybe a bit more about like how you were like in terms of like your mental health mm. and stuff like that at the time when you were pretty much like couch surfing and you were homeless. homeless. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what were you feeling? I find, um, I'm a massive advocate for mental health. Uh, it wasn't well it wasn't long ago that my mother was 
diagnosed with schizoaffective, which is schizophrenia and bipolar. So it was only this year, but those behaviors were present all throughout our lives. But she was only diagnosed this year, and it's unfortunate that it's only been caught on this year because it would explain a lot growing up, those aggressive behaviors, those manic episodes up and down, the abuse that we had to go through as like my siblings and myself. Um, I think at 16, it was just a very down point for her. The abuse got too much, so I had to leave. At that point, I was just done. You know, it's a big decision to make at 16 to leave home, but there's many people that have done it as well. Um, but it's, it was a little bit scary. You don't know what, what's going to happen, where you're going to be. I felt like I just kind of, you just got to push through it. So I wasn't really thinking on the emotional aspect of it all. It's just, this is just how it is. This is just life because it's all I've known. So there wasn't really a big emotional, um, you know, experience then. It wasn't until later on that it came. So I found that when I left home, I just had to push through it. And then years later, when you don't deal with your trauma correctly, which is why I'm such a big advocate for mental health, when you don't deal with it, it comes up and resurfaces. So I went through a very long growth process. Um, I had to go through my therapy sessions. I suffered my own severe depression and anxiety, really, really struggled to get out of that. And I'm very thankful that I'm still here today because it was very bad, but I did have a really good support network. Um, at the time, they didn't know anything that was going on because I'm very private. I'm like, no, no one needs to deal with these problems. And people that do suffer with depression and anxiety do feel like a burden to others. So they most of the time won't speak about it. But when you get past that and you start being able to talk about it, you know, in therapy or with friends, you can heal a lot better you will feel more confident and comfortable with what you're going through as, as scary as it is. Opening up to people makes a massive difference. Hence why I'm such a big advocate for it now and talking with people mm. because it does make a difference. Um, so during that time I was fine. It wasn't until later on where it kind of all resurfaced, all that trauma I had to go through. I was with, you know, a partner that became addicted to different substances and gambling and all of that put together and me trying to handle that, it became too much. So coming out of that, um, going through therapy that I needed, talking about it, I had to go on medications. So oh, wow. it was, it was very, it was a very rough time in my life. Um, but I am much stronger now for it. And I found that as horrible as that experience was, I needed to basically go through it to know how to handle it if I start to get stressed or overworked. Because before it was more so just throw yourself into overworking because mm, when you're busy, you can't yeah. think of anything else. And a lot yeah, of people yeah. do this. But it's usually, essentially, it's, an, it's a coping mechanism for mm -hmm. a lot of people that go through traumatic experiences where mm -hmm. they will work themselves so hard to not deal with. And it's subconscious, like you don't know that you're doing it, but to not deal with, you know, what you actually need to deal with. So now that I find by going through that, I can now for myself see, okay, I need to stop. I need to take a break. 
you know, this is, mm. you know, too much on my plate at the moment, or I can now see it more so in others. So if I see, you know, for myself, students or friends where I'm like, mm, I can feel something's off. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. always politely ask them, just check in, you know, if they want to talk, they will. If they, if they don't, you know, just having someone ask is a big deal mm. to a lot of people and just knowing that they've got someone there for them. So I think that's, you know, been a, going through that as traumatic as it was, has really had a positive impact in how I am today, how I handle things, how I interact with other people and really pushing that mental health, you know, being an advocate for it. Very, mm. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Guys. I mean, yeah, it is. Talk about it. Totally. And, and as you said, it is a really, really important topic, but mm. at the same time, it is one of those things that's like really hard to kind of express and talk about absolutely because i think some people feel like you know they they feel shamed about yeah, you know absolutely. coming out about it yeah they don't want to look weak or mm -hmm. i don't know maybe they're in a position in work or something where they're supposed to portray like a i don't know like a higher rank or like i don't yeah. know like you're at someone's boss or something yeah and you can't afford to like look weak or something absolutely i find that yes things are changing and people are more willing to talk about mental health, but there still is that stigma more so in men. It's a bigger problem. Oh, yeah. You know, they need to be that tough men. You don't, everyone goes through bad mental health. The more people talk about it, the more people, others will feel like they're okay to open up about it, but you're definitely right. For me, it was the same thing going through it. No one knew for months how bad it had gotten for myself until I had such a bad mental breakdown and that lasted months. It was such a horrible time. And it wasn't until after all of that happened that I'm like, I need to talk about this because I didn't talk about this. It got to this point. Mm. So oh, wow. yeah, it's super important that yes, your mind does play tricks on you with depression and anxiety, that it makes you feel like you're a burden. You don't want to trouble other people, but at the end of the day, People would rather have a discussion with you about what's going on than attend a funeral. You know, if your mental health mm. is going down that bad, it's it's more important to yeah. have those discussions rather you're not going to feel like a burden. Yeah. What's going to hurt more is not knowing what was going on with your friends and family and, you know, then having to go mm. down that path. Oh, my God. I just, <laughs> I just got the chills just listening to that. My God. So, like, I just want to, like, rewind to, like, what you said before, mm. like, having all these, like, mental breakdowns mm. and stuff. Like, when did that start and, like, what triggered it? So, I think for myself, I was definitely overworked at the time. It's not that my, my boss um, at the time when I was working full-time was absolutely incredible. He was one of the people that really got me through everything. And by speaking to him, it really helped. He's very understanding. Shout out, Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I always will tell everyone he was just such a massive support, but what had happened, I was overworked and my relationship, you know, I was putting in so much effort at the time and to have this person slowly become someone completely different. He's, definitely still such a beautiful person but unfortunately those addictions that he was going through and his own demons was really negatively impacting me and what I was getting caught up in you know that I shouldn't have 
and just dealing with that stress became way too much. So it just started to slowly, slowly go, go downhill. I didn't realize at the time though, it wasn't for me until it was too late that I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so it was just such a traumatic experience um, at the time, dealing with that, dealing with someone, you know, it's very tough. No one knew. Obviously I didn't want other people to think differently of him it was just you know too too much but that was the point of my breakdown and then you know he had his own demons when I finally actually admitted to him the first time that I'm not okay and I was always the okay one I was always the one that you know as females we mm. always tend to save situations we become that motherly person and it was the first time that I'd said I'm not okay and he got up and left and gambled for the rest of the night because he had other <laughs> that was his plans for the night so I'd lost the one person I'm like you know this person's going to be there for me they weren't and then it was obviously more downward spiral from there because you're thinking, oh, well, I just finally opened up to someone that, you know, would be there for me. It was six years together at that point would be there for me. And they just walk away and they, you know, and you're just like, oh, well, what if other people do that? They don't want to hear what's going on. So it just got further and further downwards. And it wasn't until I'm like, no, this isn't me. This is a him problem. So I had to walk away from that as hard as that was and just go to where I had that support um, and love surrounding me and finding those people that were my people that were 110% mm. there for me and, you know, not about other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's where it all started from just slowly downwards and then obviously the relationship falling apart finally being able to admit to someone I'm not okay and them just taking off and me just like what's what just happened mm. having to deal with that and then obviously when it got too much and I had you know such a severe mental breakdown um, ending up in hospital and then having to deal with the repercussions of that then I'm like it's time to actually talk it's time to talk to people mm. then the therapy and all of that sort of stuff came so it was yeah. at that point so it's been a few years now I'm in a much better mental health state obviously and I'm mm. a very very big advocate for it as I keep saying but <laughs> I am guys talk about mental health <laughs> um, it is very important yeah, yeah. yeah you do have to speak about it or else like how are you going to express it you yeah know? it gets bottled up yeah. but it's the the it's one of the side effects with depression and anxiety your mind tricks you into feeling like you're going to be a burden uh it's so frustrating because we know know these people care about us but when you're having bad mental health days or you're going through a bad mental health period you and your mind is like no you're a problem don't talk to people they don't want to hear it they don't want to deal with this so it's really hard to open up when you're in that mindset. Mm. It's just constantly reminding yourself, no, it's your mind being basically an asshole to yourself. Talk to your friends, talk to a therapist, get the help that you need. If you need to go on medication, don't be ashamed about it. Mm. Sometimes people need that along with therapy. Don't just take medication and not do the therapy. They go hand in hand. Um, 
But once you start taking those steps, you know, you'll start healing eventually. Mm. It just takes time. Oh gosh, that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like such a roller coaster. I can't even imagine like what you went through and like I can't imagine it now. If I look back, I'm like, wow, I actually went through that. It's I, like fuck, I took a lot I, of shit yeah, at the time. Yeah, and it was it's been such a good long healing process and having my support network that I just can't believe I went through that. If mm. I had just spoken to my my sister, my friends, you know, my boss a little bit earlier, I wouldn't have had to go through that. But mm. sometimes you don't realize until it's, until it's too late. But I think the experience has had such a positive outcome. Not at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah, horrible. No. But looking back, it's had such a positive outcome for myself, for my own mental health and just working, you know, with other people because I was one of those people who... Just, I didn't understand bad mental health. I'm like, yeah. just get over it. Like, just <laughs> get, like, I don't understand why you're holding on to it. Why are you sad? I don't get it. I never understood it. Mm. Um, it was, it sounds so ignorant of me, but I've always been one of those people who are like, eh, whatever happens, happens. It's just life. Mm. But it's not until you go through something like that and I'm like wait this is depression (laughs) how do people cope with this Mm. you know there's people who have severe depression that just doesn't go away mine lasted you know a year or so where it was very bad but by going through that I'm now so much more understanding Mm. and then obviously going through the diagnosis with my mum it's that oh that makes sense those Mm. behaviors made sense those coping mechanisms made sense so, and how other people are and my friends, like it's understanding, I understand you mm. because I've been through it. So it's not all negative, but it yeah, just doesn't totally. have to get to that point, mm. you know, just talk, mm-hmm. just talk. <laughs> so like, what would you say, like your, if you have like one thing you want to tell people that have gone through or is going through like depression and anxiety, like what would you say to them? I think the first thing is... Don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to talk to your friends as much as your mind does play tricks on you. I've been there, but getting help is the first step. Even just talking about it, you know, you don't have to go to a typical um, psychiatrist. I went to a spiritual healer. I, oh. I, yes, I know. Interesting. Which for me, I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really into that, but when I'd gone to different therapists and psychiatrists, there was such a, there was a big block there and I couldn't speak to them. When I went to the spiritual healer, um, you know, we had basically a therapy session. It's not all, you know, smoke and crystals like a lot of people (laughs) think. It's not about that. We spoke and it was the first time I was actually able to talk. So talk to people, go find your therapist, not any therapist just because they're recommended because you need to find someone that you're actually able to breathe with, to talk with, because there's a lot of reserve when you're meeting someone to tell them, you know, all your deepest, darkest secrets and feelings basically. So you need to find your person. It took me a while to find my person. And once I did, 
I was actually able to start talking and feeling the emotions that I needed to feel. Mm. So find a therapist. And if you feel like you need to go on medication, don't be ashamed of that. There is such a negative stigma around medication when it's teamed up with therapy, it can really help balance out your emotions. It's the only way I really got out of what I was stuck in was medication and therapy at the time. And don't be afraid to talk to your friends and family. Just say, I'm not okay. You don't need to tell them everything that's going on, but just letting people know that I'm not okay. When you have the right network of people around you, they're not going to harass you every day because that's the worst part is, are you okay? Are you okay? That's mm. quite, you know, just shut up. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But that, they will know how to handle it. It's like, they will say, okay, thank you for telling me, but what can I do for you? What, how do you want me to be here for you? Mm. That's the most important part on the other end of things when someone does come to you as well. So just talk mm. is the best thing. And if you need medication, don't be ashamed to go on it. Find your therapist that works for you and get a really strong support network of friends and family. It doesn't have to be everyone. It's just you find your people, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Love My that. People. <laughs> My people. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say your people, is that like people from Pole or Yeah, like... yeah, absolutely. So I've got I find that the friendship circle that I have now as the older you get, mm. you know who are your people and, you know, you've got friends, but your people are your people. They're the people that you can go to with anything. You don't need to speak to them every day. You don't even need to speak to them every month. But when you reconnect, it's like there's no time passed. Mm. So I've got, you know, my great group of friends from Pole, um, students and teachers. I've got my best friends. I've got my sister. So they're my support network and they're my, they're my people. My people. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling. <laughs> well, I guess like to lighten back the mood. Yes. Like let's talk about let's talk about pole then. Yeah. Like everything and anything that was deep, pole man. related. That was deep. No, it really was. Feelings guys. <laughs> so pole. Yeah. How did you find pole initially? Oh um, so I found pole because one of the girls at my old job used to do it and then a friend and I was like maybe we should try it so it was just something different from gym the typical I don't want to go to the gym I want to you know do something else whilst getting fit so we went and did our first pole class at Suzy Q before it became um, Sydney pole and I remember my teacher Charlie um, she was just this hot mom she was just so much like confidence and you're mm. like I need that it was amazing just strutting her stuff in her heels <laughs> like, yes so yeah that's how I got into it and it just kind of stuck I had breaks in between you know you get injured or life gets busy but that was where I first started my first pole term oh wow beginner Suzy Q uh, Suzy Q yeah <laughs> shout out to yeah. Suzy Q <laughs> She is amazing. Yeah, back in the days, it's yeah, so long ago now, it feels it. So you said you started pole five years five ago? Five years ago now, yeah. Five or six now it might be coming up to. Mm. Time's just going so fast. I know. I just, <laughs> so yeah, five or six years ago and then had some breaks and then travelled to a few different studios. It wasn't until I was at Bobby's Gold 
Oh. Rest in peace, Bobby. Were you we Bobby's goal? You. Yes, I was. Wow. The first time I walked in, I met Bobby and I was just so like, oh my gosh, it's the Bobby. <laughs> a lot of people still feel that way. Um, she's She was absolutely incredible. She really paved the way for pole. So it wasn't until I started there that I really started to get into dancing and harder trick um, and really enjoying the sexier side of pole. So when I first started, I know it's very shameful to say, but I was one of those very uneducated people. I am not a stripper. I would never dance sexy. I'm doing pole just for fitness, which is fine, but um, going to Bobby's really opened up my eyes to a whole new world, mm. and that's where the confidence started to come in. To, to come in. Mm. I wasn't scared of being sexy and just owning myself. You know, this is me. I'm cool with that. Mm. Whereas before, it's like, no. And I feel like it more so came down to other people's opinions. Um, that mm. I was worried about. Not so much with myself, it was everyone else. Oh, so you're a stripper now. There's nothing wrong with that. Strippers pave the way for pole as well. Like, you know, pole can be whatever you want it to be. I hate that I was that person, but I'm so glad that, you know, I went to a studio that was just so, you see them and they're just so sexy and slinky and like yeah. badass Corys. And that really started to open up, you know, my pole journey and where I am now. My hoe. <laughs> <laughs> My hoe <ass> self. <laughs> so since we're talking about being a hoe ass uh -huh. self, <laughs> and I'm very well aware uh, that you have three signature styles. Yes. Tell me about that and like how did that come about? So I my three signature styles and <laughs> plug right there. Uh, so there's my fierce flow, my sexy flow and my feels and heels. So my, when I first started pole, I was more into the contemporary, slower lyrical side of, I know, right? What? I would, I didn't have heels. I no heels, nothing. Oh, wow. I wouldn't wear anything sexy. So I was really into that soft flowy side. And then it wasn't until I actually stopped taking anyone's dance classes because I used to take a lot of dance classes. Um, and it wasn't until I stopped doing that where I actually started to find my own style. Uh, I found that you, you do get heavily influenced by the classes that you attend. And I really just needed to take a step back because I'm like, I don't want to be a copy of anyone else. I want to be myself. Mm. They're the originals, you know, they, they smash at what they do, mm. but I need to find me. So once I started that, I then really started to find my own flow. So I've got my slower, sexiest style, and then I've got my fierce, very tiring style. Yeah, I um, hear all yeah. about it from all your students. <laughs> wait, wait, you can't breathe. <laughs> but, um, so the feels and heels is a crossover between those styles where it's my slow, more contemporary style, but with heels on because that's what I love. Or mm. boots because my ankles. <laughs> 
So yeah, my feels and heels is a crossover between that slow, sexy, but lyrical contemporary style pole. My sexy flow is just slow and sexy, slinky, you know, nice sultry. And then my fierce flow is just badass, you know, ho-cory. <laughs> just badass ho-cory. I love that. Yeah. I, I think my favorite out of like all three out of yours, I think would be like the fierce flow. Yeah, it's so different. A yeah. lot of people um, have said that to me. It is so different to what so many others do now. Mm. Um, it is my own style. It's just that fierceness that comes through, that real sassy. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's like such a like pure reflection of yeah. like you as yeah. a person. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's just like so sassy yeah. and like fierce and just like so badass yeah yeah, yeah it is absolutely. Like, bad bitch vibes like come through yes it's when i really just let loose if i listen to a song because usually i do all my cory in the car uh yeah oh my god no <laughs> do you do that too i do it too okay it's so like, embarrassing you know, like, thank, thank god you like, said yes, that and there's like a car next to you and they're like well, is, she, is she okay is she having a seizure no i'm not i'm fine <laughs> i'll be like at the traffic lights and i'm like yes and here, in the head here. Oh, oh, like, yeah, and they're like, oh. Thank God you said that because right? I didn't know that anyone else does yeah, that. Yeah, no, the car is where all my choreo is done in my head. Okay, like movements will come out, but once I'm in the studio, it will then all come out. But yes. my the, the place that I corry is in my car whilst driving. Like it's just that's where the magic actually happens. My car. That's so, and like, then, I've actually never heard of anyone say that before. No, they're usually like in the shower or they need to be like in the studio. But no, I have to be in my car. It wasn't so when quarantine was happening, I just struggled to create any Cory. I couldn't do it at home. It wasn't my creative space. It wasn't. And obviously we weren't driving anywhere. So driving is where I do my choreography. It like comes through my head. I listen to a song. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't driving anywhere. So every time I would drive to the shops, <laughs> literally the five minute drive, I'm like, oh yes, hurry. <laughs> but in five minutes. Yeah, in five minutes, I'd get like 10 seconds, you know, 15 seconds, but it wasn't enough. So when we were actually able to drive, my inspiration started to come back again. It was taken away, okay? Oh wow. If I ever lose my license, I will have to go sit in my car, <laughs> put the music on, and just sit in my garage in the car. Let's hope oh that never happens. But that's what. We're yeah, I was literally picturing you like just driving around the block, like the whole entire quarantine. Like, what bad. is this chick doing? She's like literally just, like going around had, the block. Yeah, it's the, how my Corey cat comes. Like, I don't know. Some people have their creative space. Mine is just in my car. <laughs> I love that. I know, but it's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know everyone has their creative space mine's my car and then I can go into the studio and then the rest will flow it's like the starting point will always be in my car and then when I get into a studio it'll flow from there mm. so you know I'm glad I'm not the only one <laughs> well I'm actually glad I'm not the only one too I thought mm. I thought I was the only one no team car yeah. yeah what up <laughs> <laughs> oh god so i think like when we talk about like style and stuff mm -hmm. one of the things that a lot of people struggle as you said is like coming up with your own style mm. like i think it's not an easy process and also kind of like as you said when you keep on going to 
someone's dance class which is obviously not a bad thing at all no, like no. initially if you're starting you have to go to classes mm. or else where are you going to learn yeah. right where are you going to learn how yeah. to dance but i think once you get your own style you kind of mm. want to be able to branch off but like yeah. what would you say to those people that are start like getting to the point of looking for their own unique style yeah yeah i find I actually get asked this quite a lot, especially when I do like the Q and A's on Insta, everyone asks, how did you know, how do you curry? How did you find your style? And I think for me, my personal journey is I've always had rhythm. I've always had flow. Um, that does make it easier. It is harder for people who just don't have that rhythm. It takes time to get there. So don't worry. But for me personally, it was stopping dance classes however with that being said that was a drastic change for me not everyone needs to go down that path uh you want to still go and support you know your teachers and still go to those dance classes it's you know they're living and they love being able to share they create just for you so for my personal journey it was i did have to stop taking people's dance classes and freestyle more so just put on a song you know go to studio times and practice times or go to my studio because sometimes forget i have my own <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's you know being able to just put music on and just letting myself move and the first time i was doing that it was very awkward i ended up just doing the same stuff that everyone else was doing because that's all i knew but the more i continued to do it the more freestyle i did putting on different kinds of music and moving to it, i found my movement patterns i found my flow and that's how i became the dancer i am today was allowing myself to just you know express freely through freestyle without needing structure of Cory. Um, that's really helped with my flow. Mm. And it was trying all different styles. I think that's super important because when you just stick to that one style, I love this style, that's all I'm doing. That's all you'll ever have. Whereas I found by starting off with contemporary style pole, my flow is so much better and then going into the fear stuff, there's a crossover. You'll watch mm. my crow, there's a crossover, crossover between the two. So try all different styles to start off with. Don't just stick to, this is just what I want to do. Try all different styles, different teachers, then freestyle, just freestyle. Mm. As awkward as it may feel, freestyle, record it, watch it back, freestyle again, different music, different styles, find that flow. Because the one thing that I do notice when people are starting to Corey for themselves or do their first choreography is that they're doing movements that aren't theirs and it shows because they're very stiff and they're thinking oh I'm going to put this next because I know how to do it mm. but that flow isn't there for you to get that flow which is why all my Corey's like sexy flow fierce flow you need to just get your own movement patterns and let your body move to music because mm. if you're just like i'm gonna put a diamond turn next i know how to do it or i'm gonna you know do a cake moss or whatever trick it is or whatever mm. floor sequence a body roll head roll you need to make it your own and you're not gonna do that if you just i saw this on instagram i'm gonna put it in there yeah totally. you know i'm just gonna copy because that flow won't be there mm -hmm. you'll see it it comes across in that movement mm. you've probably seen videos yourself where you're like yeah that's like you can tell and it's not a bad thing because that's how we all learn mm. but you really need to take that step back and just flow yourself mm -hmm. not i'm gonna copy because it shows yeah totally i mean i literally 
I just had an idea because you said find your flow. Oh, oh, is this another signature move? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we oh. dancing. Yeah. Find your flow. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> new class. Yeah. New class. Soon. Find your flow. <laughs> it's hard, but yeah. No, that's sick. Find your flow. That's sick. It sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, what do I teach? And just put on a song of freestyle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but oh. I think it is important, like, kind of like going, just putting yourself like back, like, and then really trying to look for your style mm-hmm. and like just kind of branching out to like different styles yeah. first and then kind of being like, okay. I'm good at this. Mm. I'm just going to stick to this and maybe cross over a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, dance isn't, like, about structure. No. It, like, it really is about, like, kind of integrating what you're good at and, yeah. like, finding, ultimately, like, finding this end product that's just, like, so unique. Yeah, and it's so you. Yeah. It's just who you are and that will come through. And that's the thing. Like, I've got three different styles. My signature three styles but fierce flow is obviously number one out of all of those that people absolutely love because it Mm. is so unique the other styles is crossovers between you know everyone's different styles but Mm. it's that fierce flow that is so unique that not many people you know choreograph that way yeah totally (laughs) and i think also uniqueness comes from like your individual self as a person as well like you have to be true to your style and yourself or else like it's like it shows it absolutely shows. yeah like your personality (laughs) comes through in any creative work you do yeah which is so interesting and i find it like that's what makes your actual artwork so unique Mm, as well mm, that's just coming through yeah that (laughs) my fierce like that's what i'm all about okay touch yourself (laughs) i support this <laughs> oh my god. I'm dead on camera. Touch yourself, guys. It's <laughs> my start. Just... Okay, that's don't, don't, don't touch yourself like that. That's just that's just being me. <laughs> that's my unique she style. She doesn't hurry like that, I promise. <laughs> oh yeah. Imagine that. Like I'm just like I start like yeah. <laughs> Like You're doing great, sweetie. Oh, she's an instructor just for fitness. <laughs> yeah. She does sit, Corey. Promise. <laughs> Promise. Oh god. So, like, tell me more about like your upcoming businesses now, then, because oh. since you're a <laughs> just for owner, yeah, you've also got your styling business. Yes. So. Oh, maybe actually, since some people might not know and some people might be tuning in from overseas, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Um, Just Port Fitness is a studio out in the western suburbs of Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. And you also have a styling business, yes. which is... Uh, so it's Lux Styling, previously known as The Pole Click. So I purchased the Pole Click of... Um, click styling so it was a branch from that where it's about pole photo shoots but now it's time for a rebrand and just making it my own turning into what it's going to be I'm so excited it's going to be 
amazing but basically we style photo shoots and just take your shoot to the next level and just make you feel like a boss babe like you put on those outfits and like yes oh, your styling <laughs> is amazing so i absolutely love it because you get people that have never done shoots before that mm. are so nervous but once you get that outfit on they're like yes they feel themselves and that's what i love to see mm. there's like this next level of confidence a boss ass outfit can change everything you know it's just like when you wear your sexy underwear it changes everything yeah <laughs> although people don't see it yeah you, you feel it yeah it's literally that yeah. confidence that comes through so yeah i've got my pulse studio in smithfield definitely going to be expanding that out i'm super excited oh! for that it is in the works <laughs> um and then we have like styling and then the yeah polar wear range under Tatiana Active that I collab with. So Tatiana Active is another one of my teachers. She is incredible. And we have like a collaboration under her brand. Because uh, I do not have time for a full pole wear range myself. <laughs> and Tat is amazing at what she does. So we mm. work together. We design our outfits. We spend months testing, you know, different body shapes, making sure everything stays in. It's a I've very seen some long. Of them. Yes, it's a very mm. very long process. Just because we want to make sure we're bringing quality pole wear. Because there's nothing worse than when you get pole wear and it lasts a few washes or things don't stay in place. Mm. So we have to go through months of testing um we actually just relaunched our new body yeah, yeah congratulations it looks so good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we've got a few in the works so yeah there's just a that's my life it's my business <laughs> very busy very very busy, and you've got your cats as well and my cats which are like children okay they're very hard work but i absolutely love them crazy cat lady <laughs> But yeah, so that's my businesses. That's what Gosh, I do. Very, very busy. Mm, very yeah. busy. And it's teaching. very hard to catch Get her. Me. I yeah, know. Very hard. I know. It's very busy with a private. Yes. Private privates and teaching on top of that. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. They all go hand in hand. Mm. Uh, very busy, but I just get to connect with so many different people. And that's what makes it worth it. Yeah, like, totally. And, you know, we else. get to talk about, like, about your business. We get to, <laughs> get to talk about your pole, mental health. There's nothing like else, guys. It's just my businesses. That's my life. There's nothing else. <laughs> What That's do you not do true. Outside of work? That's not true. <laughs> I She's eat. a very busy lady. And very she loves busy. her snacks. Yes. Come to my house, I'll feed you. When you when Chloe first joined, I I got her on, on board with the snacks. She got a snacks bag. <laughs> She's literally the sweetest. So like I recently started teaching at Just Port Fitness, thanks to Cheyenne. And Yungi as well. Yes. Shout out to Yungi. She's a very busy, she was a very busy woman during COVID. Yes. <laughs> um, but then she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to her. So <laughs> it was like a most random call. Like I got a call the night before mm. saying like, oh, can you cover my classes? And I'm like, wait, you want me to cover like, wait, when is this? Is it like in like a few yeah. weeks? So like, and then she goes tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she was just as surprised about her pregnancy, which is why there was a last minute call. Yeah. Very happy about it, but very surprised. Yeah. Like, so then when I came into the studio, she gave me like this really cute, like bag full of snacks. Like she gave me like a lifesaver as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. 
Lifesavers because she saved our life. And like, it was like the best snack pack like ever. <laughs> like that strawberry, I'm, dry strawberry, freeze dry uh, strawberries. Yes. They're That's like so amazing. Good. I got yeah. hooked onto them. Right. I bought like a huge bag. I know. From and then you started trying other freeze dried things, and I'm like, no, nope, too too far, too far. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I did mushrooms or something, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the veggie chips, Helps. mushrooms, and yes. I love the freeze dried strawberries. Yeah. The mango. If you've not had the mango, amazing. Oh, so good. No, we talk I am about snacks. Yeah, I know. I am snacks. Can, should we? <laughs> should we? <laughs> health snacks over here <laughs> we need to like put a photo in of my snacks people be like oh god how am i not fat well maybe we should like show them like our aussie snacks oh we need to do snacks videos aussie snacks videos although we get our influences from everywhere else what do we have what do we have what do we have tim tams not much lamingtons lamingtons even i think it's aussie they're aussie vegemite Curly Whirlies, don't tell me you don't like Vegemite. I, I, I think I've only tried it once when I just came. Blasphemy. <laughs> I'm not very Aussie. <laughs> I'm, oh, um, what's that one? Um, like Maltesers? Is that, Maltesers, yeah. Is that Aussie? Yes, but uh, so many other countries have like their own version of like the Maltesers. Oh, okay. Maltesers are basically malt balls covered in chocolate. Oh, is that um, what it is? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a few... Um, I forgot the name of them, but America has, like, a bigger version of them. They're, like, massive. Whoppers, I think that's what they're called in America. Whoppers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Sounds like a burger. Yeah, because our burger's Hungry Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> the Whopper. The Whopper burgers. Yeah. Is that Aussie? Yeah. It's the equivalent to... What's the American... Um, a, in and out in and out there might be another one burger king burger king that's it yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah. equivalent to burger king so we don't have a lot of like aussie aussie snacks it's no not influenced. really violet crumble that's aussie i i don't know what that is <laughs> get out get out <laughs> oh oh bubble oh, well, oh, that's aussie huh what Oh my god! Okay, we're doing an Aussie snacks. Video. Yeah, I think we should. We do it. Well, I'm not Aussie, so. Yeah. Well, how long have you been here, though? Nine years. Yeah, nine years is long. You just haven't had enough Aussie friends influence you. No. Yeah. No, no. I haven't. No. <laughs> well, I got you. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll bring all the Aussie snacks. So a bit boring, but it's so, alright. Which one should we do? I'm we just, will go. Whatever. I kind of want to try this one. Okay. Hemp corn chips. I haven't tried these either. All of these I have tried. Your health food snacks. Kind of. That's one like no MSG, no gluten. We're doing another no. snacks video. We're doing it. We'll be lit. <laughs> I, I want to try this one. Yeah. Feta and garlic. Yeah. That be sounds good. really good. Oh, you can try any of them. You can open one. No, I've had all these. I'm going to try these. Okay. Snack train. I've had all of them. Oh. I'm coming in first. Let's see. <laughs> It sounds like corn chips. Is it corn chip? Yeah, corn chip. Hemp, hemp corn chips, mm. feta and garlic. That is so good. Mm. Hell snacks aren't that bad. Aussie hell snacks are really good. Yeah. And mm. like my best girlfriend, like she loves like fatty food and mm. she always gives me shit for She's like. She's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a best friend. <laughs> Move over, Chloe, to my best friend. Ah. Now. 
rude. It'll be us going on Snap. You, you can have your like lettuce or something. Oh my god! No, I love my I love my fatty food, mm. but it's just like healthy I, balance, moderation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had chocolate for breakfast, so don't judge Fuck. me. Fuck, mm. that's intense. <laughs> Because I work out so much, so I don't recommend it. But it's because I work out so much. Well, if it's kind of, it's always like input versus output, right? Mm -hmm. If your output is a lot, your input has to be a lot as well. Mm -hmm. You can't just so have for breakfast is absolutely fine. as long as your input. I mean, your health, output is good. Health tips from Cheyenne. <laughs> just, just eat chocolate if you yeah. want to look this fit. <laughs> and work out a lot. Yeah. Well, like, you you do work out a lot. I'm doing you my just... groceries after this. I'm getting these. I actually like. You them. heard that? Yeah. See, it ain't that bad. It's it ain't good. that bad. It's good. Mmm. It's like I don't really taste better though. Do you taste better? Do you? I do. It's do like you... that first bite. I was wondering what that was. It's like when you first put cheese. in your mouth. Cheese. Cheese. It's like cheese. You know that like first flavor, it, like it's really cheesy. It's like a tangy cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how some fetters have that like bit of tang in there? Mm -mm. That's what that is. Mm. Yum. Do like <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> I hate listening to people chew. But oh. like, I like that crispy sound, but not the like chomp chomp. When it becomes wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nasty. That's so nasty. I can't watch those videos where they're oh, and they're like licking their fingers. Ooh, no, I just can't. Mm, me neither. Crunch is fine. Crunch is fine though. Yeah. I like looking at that flat lay mm. of like a bunch of food and it's so satisfying. Those people who have like those 10,000 calorie meals, how? Literally, lot, but in one sitting, they must have to space it out because that's like I can't. They would struggle to go to the toilet. <laughs> usually, it's such a heavy, like it's so much carbs. Mm. Like that's too much. <laughs> no, I can't even fit it into mm. my stomach. Uh -uh. Uh. That's ten. No, <laughs> they're not eat for a week. Like I don't understand, and it's always skinny. <laughs> Literally, fit people. It's like the metabolism is just like so far intense. But yeah, let's talk about like stereotypes of mm. pole. Just like maybe like briefly, because mm. I feel like there's a huge stereotype around pole dancing and like yep. you know stripping and yep. you know all that culture. Yeah. But obviously now. Um, well, at least in Australia, I think that we've come a very, very long way. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, pole sport is about to become an Olympic sport as Absolutely, well, which is crazy. Yeah. Now let's talk about that. Well, <laughs> where, did, where to begin? <laughs> um, yeah, like I said earlier, when I first started, I was one of those people who was like, I don't want to be seen as a stripper. I was worried about that. I think the more educated you become... Um, and the more respectful of the industry, a lot of pole tricks did come from stripping. They did pave the way, and especially in Australia, yeah. because the first studios were owned by strippers. Um, and it's being respectful and mindful of that. I think the worst thing that happened in the pole industry was the hashtag that went around, hashtag not a stripper. Do you remember that going around? Wait, how long ago was this? It was a couple of years now where people... Um. 
they it was so horrible because what was happening on social media was everyone was uploading videos and saying hashtag not a stripper it was just very disrespectful to you know strippers in that industry and our industry mm. because again they helped pave the way yeah the thing that people need to understand is pole can be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. so you don't need to say things like i'm not a stripper and the, mm. when that happened it was so horrible i really felt for strippers who were like dude you're doing moves that you know we kind of started with that's why you're doing them yeah but i think um the hardest thing for me coming into pole was that that stigma and that mindset where i didn't want people to think that's what i was doing mm. like it's shameful like it's disrespectful it's not do what you want as long mm. as you're happy that's all that matters it's not shameful yeah with um the stereotypes they're obviously still around with the older generation i'm finding newer generations are obviously more educated you know they're a lot more accepting they're a lot more understanding like before you know back in the days they didn't want to be seen as pole is just sport you know mm. but again like i always say pole is whatever you want it to be you want to do your sexy style you do your sexy style you want to just do contemporary or lyrical you just do that you just want to do tricks and you don't want to dance that's fine that's a good thing about pole is that again it's whatever you want it to be mm. um you know i think the hardest thing in the industry is as females we want to be able to express ourselves mm. and men <laughs> you can dance on my pole oh god <laughs> oh god um you know they're still just you know kind of stopping females from feeling comfortable with genuinely expressing themselves because of the way some of them respond a lot of my friends now i've educated you know a lot of them and they're more accepting and the, the way they like you know talk to pole dancers now is so different whereas before oh you're a pole dancer now i always find i actually don't get that response myself mm. it's more you must have a lot of strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, that yeah. a lot more now mm. instead of, you know, a few years ago it was, you know, oh, and then some mobile or like, oh, so you're a stripper. You must teach girls to strip and I'm like, no. There's nothing wrong with that in the first place. Why are you saying it like it's a negative thing? It isn't. But no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Shout out to them because they earn more money than I do. Thanks, girls. But <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, the the responses have really changed where mm. it's oh you just must have a lot of upper body and core strength. We do. We do cool shit. So yep. Now like, what? <laughs> yeah, now what? <laughs> I'll throw you. Get <laughs> out. So yeah, it's um the stigma around pole is changing, especially in Australia. You know, people are feeling more comfortable with expressing themselves how they want. and when people have a you know different opinion they're like f off who are you yeah literally what is your opinion to me like who the hell are you kind mm. of thing um you know i know that for myself we've got students that still hide it from their parents which is completely understandable because old school you know parents they're like what mm. i know when i first told my um sister and my family they're like what are you doing <laughs> 
pole dancing in a club what are you doing i'm like no and then once they saw videos like oh not that i'd show them videos my sister gets exposed to it but my videos now yeah. <laughs> with my fierce flow and sexy flow they don't mm. even see that <laughs> but um yeah that you know it's just hiding it from that older generation which is understandable mm. but yeah i feel like stigma pardon me stigma wise it has changed quite a lot but it's still still some negativity there. yeah well i hope to kind of just like you know using this platform as well mm. to be able to you know show people that pole dancing is you know as you said what you want it to be yeah you want to dance sexy you got it you want that slower style you got it you want cool tricks you got it like yeah exactly this, this platform is really going to show that to a lot of people that it is whatever you want it to be mm. um and you'll start to express like you know our audience will start to express themselves more the, when you uh stop caring about everyone else's opinion and just like i'm doing what i want to do that's when you'll really find your style and mm. really fall in love with pole tenfold. Like, exactly. Yeah, it yeah, we've got like lunar dances to rock star, yeah. you know, like if you want to dance to heavy metal, you can do that as well. Yeah. Like it's really anything you want it to be. Yeah, she's so badass. Bang, you'll yeah. crack. <laughs> she's so like, Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. So I think that we should wrap up our yeah. little podcast show hope you now. enjoyed listening to us talk and eat <laughs> literally <laughs> talk shit talk about you know cheyenne's upbringing and her business and everything pole yeah it's, it's, a, it's a been a good insight for a lot of people you know who have been in the same position yeah you know i started from nothing can be whatever you want to be <laughs> no, 100%. Motivational speech. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would, like, really resonate to your yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. So. I get so, told all the time. Mm. And they're very thankful that I'm sharing it. Because I'm very open about it. I think it, again, like I always say, it's very important to talk about it. So don't let your circumstances kind of, you know, change your direction that you want to go in. Just do what you want to do. Mm. You'll get there. You know, from nothing to three, four businesses now. Amazing. We got this, boss bitches. What up? Yes. <laughs> What's well, that you? I'm like, not because you got your ring. <laughs> I know you got like, I'm like, ah, I don't want to like hurt myself. <laughs> I should have put it on the other hand. Sorry. <laughs> it's like a rock coming out. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for coming. No, of course. Uh, anytime. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. It's so fun talking to you and like getting to know you as well. Feelings. Yeah. Feels. <laughs> Feels. So, um, in terms of like where my people watching right now or listening in can find you, where can they find you? So I've got my personal poll page, which has all my videos at shine underscore pole dancer. So C H E Y E N N E. Um, underscore pole dancer on Instagram. I also have my own Facebook page that also has, it's a private group that also has all my choreography, special releases and things like that. Um, hashtag fierce flow with Cheyenne. And then my pole studio is just pole fitness. Then my styling business is Lux styling, Lux underscore styling. 
And then Tatiana Active, you can follow there because, you know, as it's a collab brand, but she's got amazing two-piece sets, tops, bottoms, anything you need. She's got new stuff coming out. And then we also have the Cheyenne X Tatiana range under Tatiana Active. So I think that's all the stuff. Woo! <laughs> That's all. That's a mouthful. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Boss babe. Shout out to Just Paul Fitness Girls as well. Hi, baby. <laughs> Thanks for making my dreams come true. Love you. Oh, shout out. Oh, that's Beatles. so sweet. Thanks again for You're listening. Welcome. And thanks for coming. Anytime. And See you again. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode and also leaving this show with some great tips that can help you and your well-being. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via our website or any of our socials on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all at Paul Art Vault. If you also enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified every time I upload an episode and also will be much appreciated if you can leave a comment and five-star review if you feel like you gained any valuable information. Until next time, keep slaying, hun.